Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All Out was good. It was an excellent show. It was so much fun to enjoy the wrestling. And at the end of the wrestling, I looked at my phone. Is anything, has, any, has anything happened? I went on Reddit. Had there been any stories? I checked the media scrum reports and it was just good-natured joshing fun. There was only one story of an incident. And it was from February 2022. The William Regal one. The scariest thing on the press conference was when Brian Danielson nearly fell over. Oh, what well, that and when Christian asked if our fathers were doing well. <laughs> I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by, fittingly, Luke Owen, D.A.D. When Christian does bring up father heat, do you... Do you feel that personally or, <laughs> or do you feel like that's against well, your dad? Yeah, I suppose it would be against my dad because... If he was cutting the, the promo on my my daughter, uh-huh. then it, then I'd be concerned. I mean, I'd be concerned anyway because I don't want my dad to die. Yeah, I, I like my dad. I think he's a, he's a swell guy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I suppose more like my my daughter would be more worried about my safety. So you're, but but when you hear it, you you hear it as you. Yeah, about your so. dad. You don't yeah. take don't, it like he's trying to. He's aiming this promo at my daughter. Trying to rile up the kid. <laughs> Selfish. She doesn't need any help. She's two. <laughs> if you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode of AEW Sunday Night Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Did yeah, he say yeah. the All thing? right, all right. It was a great show. It was a great show, but come on. It's still a weak card. It doesn't. One doesn't forgive the other. No, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. I've, I've had I've seen so many things of like, huh, and everyone said this was an underwhelming card going in. It was. It still is. Well, that doesn't stop it from being enormously fun to watch. I and I do not disagree with that either. And I feel there have been some members of the AEW roster who have been quite defensive mm. uh, about that sort of thing. Uh, Mr. Silver being one of them. And just before we came oh, in, yeah. I saw that Anthony Bowens was also like on the uh, like. Oh, and you thought this show was gonna suck, Train? And it was like well, I don't think anyone thought the show was gonna suck. You look at the card and you're like. I mean, half of these matches are going to be very good or above. Yeah. But the build has not really facilitated that. And it's also perhaps one of the weaker cards. But perhaps that's actually a great strength of AEW, that despite they put out a weaker a weaker card that than, say, All In or Revolution or mm-hmm. Double or Nothing. And they pulled out an, an amazing show nonetheless. You're like, and like, genuinely, there are people over, like, I, I checked the discourse afterwards, and everyone's like, 
That might have been show of the year. Like it was better than All In. It was better than Double or Nothing. Better than Mania. And I Mania Night One. I Come don't. On. I don't think it is. Mm. I wouldn't say it was the best show of the year. But there was a lot of hype and positivity about yeah. the show, and considering that there was no hype going into it, you know, like there was, well, that's nice. There was no hype going into Payback, and mm. people came out of Payback being like, "Yeah, that was befitting the quality going in." Ripley, Raquel, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, the only person, or maybe them as well, um, and and their their significant others. But like that was no hype going in, no hype coming out. Mm-hmm. This was even less hype than payback going in, but it's come out like storming the other side. I think it's also because it's the release of the albatross weight from AEW. It yeah. feels like <clears throat> it's so weird how this is. You know, it's an almost annual thing. CM Punk debuts in AEW. Yeah. Oh, CM Punk did the all out mm. brawl out thing. Oh. Oh. And then here it's like, oh, yeah, that that cloud from the last year, whoever side you're on, you can't deny it was a cloud. At least right now feels like it's been alleviated. I was listening to the Wrestling Observer review. You've, you you've listened to it as well. Uh, well, I'm just pro pro elite, obviously, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And I can't win sometimes. <laughs> no, I know. And Dave Meltzer said, there is an argument that this is the best last five match streak of any wrestling pay-per-view ever. And I thought, yeah, but some takeovers were five matches. <laughs> yeah. and I, But the, the last, I, I didn't love the tag match, but I thought... Which, which tag match? The... Um, Claudio. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Utah, mm-hmm. Shibana, Kingston. But the other four matches around that, the main event of Mox OC, that eight-man tag, the Kenny Omega Takeshita match, and my match of the night, the strap-on match with Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks, mind-blowingly good. It was so, considering a match that was announced on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, this was supposed to be Punk and Starks, like that was the the planned main event for this show. I we got kind of like the best out of it, and it's kind of reminds me a lot of brawl out last year post brawl out last year where all of a sudden you know people like danielson and moxley mm. and jericho stood up as these locker room <laughs> leaders and were like well let's prove them wrong yeah like everyone is currently like looking on us in a very negative like negative mind at the moment let's prove them wrong and i felt like there was this attitude going into that like the bucks felt so oh, yeah. motivated on this <laughs> fueled by the chicago crowd of course but like Kenny was on fire mm. and Danielson was so great. Ricky Stark showed up on this show and man, like what a what an end to the reign of, of Orange Cassidy. I'll I just put over Samoa Joe as well. He was one of the people that was reportedly looked on very respectfully after last week's All In and he comes out here and yet all of a sudden, is that the best angle of the show? Yeah. He might be in the MJF title picture. I know. I'm yes, all, please. I'm all in for that because, you know, Joe with Cole, mm. uh, their history in oh, NXT. I hadn't even thought of that. There's a few people who are like, you could see why Adam Cole didn't break up that fight because he knows what it's like to be in, mm. a, you know, in a scrap with, with Samoa Joe. And like, you know, the warning that he can give MJF with his bad neck. Um, also, like, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get into this in a little bit. Anyone else feel that like him putting him in a front face lock was... Because that's what Punk put Perry in, reportedly, oh. in at Brawl In. I didn't think of that. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, but the main event was Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. International Championship. Look, again, I love that it was the main event. 
Um, but this is emblematic of a, a weak card. I think this, but I, I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a happy consequence of a weak card that Cassidy's title reign got such a focus, and they put on an excellent main event. I just think Mox is otherworldly good, especially with that narrative of something's gone wrong in the ca- in the company. So and so's got injured. So and so's got suspended. Enter CM, oh, not Enter CM Punk, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> I just want him back already. <laughs> Enter John Moxley to come in and put a title on him, and you can count on him to give main event bangers. This was an excellent main event title match. I think even without the punk drama, this would have been the match that it is with the result that they had, mm-hmm. because this is a match that they've been building to since. Um, since the war games match like yeah. they've been building to this because people thought it was going to happen all in so this i wouldn't say this is a consequence of the uh the cm punk drama oh but it being the main event it being the main event because it was going to be punk it, stuff it would have just been semi-main yeah. instead um but I, I don't think the result was ever in doubt either i think like once people once they started teasing the idea that it's moxie it was like that's the guy to end the reign i agree but something happened to me on Wednesday after that amazing promo from Cassidy where I was like, let Cassidy retain. And he, yeah. I picked him in my Wrestle, Wrestle League. League predictions. There was a sign in the crowd that says, if Orange loses, we riot. I had him in Wrestle League as well because, and actually as this match was going on, I, I bring this match up a lot because it, it's a match that's really stuck with me this year. But Zayn versus Roman from mm. Elimination Chamber where... Michael Cole had that line of commentary was like, look, is it likely that Zayn's going to win? No. no. But there's always a chance. And I had that going in there. I went into this match being like, even though I picked Cassidy to win, I was like, ah, this feels like it's Moxley all the way. But throughout the match, I was like, but there is a chance. Know, yeah. and, Mo- and he has got that magic about him as Orange Cassidy that I was really pulling for him to win. And when he did the, the soft kicks into harder kicks fist pumping and everything i was like this is this is awesome i was really really pulling for Mm. for cassie to pick out the win here and was gutted when he lost i even wrote in my notes like shouldn't have lost absolutely (laughs) shouldn't have lost that is a bad call he shouldn't have lost that is just the that's that's the fan in me yeah that is like no that is not the result that i wanted it's probably the right call but it's not the result i wanted I totally agree. It's like um, it's like Punk getting fired, <laughs> which I said yesterday. I was like, well, it's the right call, but I'm upset about it. It's not the call I wanted. <laughs> well, no, I, th- I think I probably did want the call by the end. Yeah. But I am sad about that call. Yeah. Kind of, uh, it was Justin Barrasso in his Sports Illustrated article kind of was like, it's kind of sad how the, the two years have come to an end. And what, like, you know, what a two-year ride it's been. Mm. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you watched my news episode from yesterday, oh, I but I got the clip of us reacting to his comeback, and it just watching that. I watched that before I wrote the episode, and it totally changed the <laughs> the sort of way I delivered. Yeah, it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not even angry. I'm just disappointed and sad and upset about this. Disappointing and sad is it? It's it's a way I looked at it. Like we, because you know, I did the podcast on. Uh, on Saturday night. Thank you, everyone who tuned into mm. that podcast. By the way, you are all excellent co-hosts. Um, 
I was like, you know, they, I, I said to Jenna, mod mother Jenna, I was like, I'm going to do this room, I'm going to do it on my own. She was like, ah, don't worry. Like, the ultra chats will be there. To yeah, be a yeah, yeah. Point. And I was like, that's a very good point. Um, so thank you very much. But like, during that, I did hit a point where I was just a bit sort of sad about the whole thing because mm -hmm. you think back to when he came in and the excitement that came around it, him taking photos with the Young Bucks. He was tweeting yeah. Hangman Adam Page asking for chaps because he had like a match that was coming up. And it was like, that's the punk that we were sort of missing and just you know brawl out we're getting sucked into it you're absolutely right we are it's amazing we, how it happens we agreed not to <laughs> well we haven't really me and you haven't really spoken about it no i haven't seen you really um but yeah back to moxo c absolutely uh just we, an we amazing match. called this podcast <laughs> and cm punk drama does not overshadow i know this. and there we are um so mox hits a death rider cassidy kicks out and mox goes to the corner and he just looks shaken and he crosses. I don't. What? How do you interpret that sort of Christian cross that he did over his heart? Forgive me for what I'm about to do to this poor man. Or, or give me help, or, or I don't know. Because no. Mox doesn't strike me as a sort of person. But he does because he does the cross before every match. Oh, does it? Yeah, in the corner, he'll always like you know oh. do a little sort of. Thing. And it felt like a like. I'm going to give this man a hellacious death rider, and pff, it really hurt him. Mm. So he stays down. So. Do forgive me for, for doing that. And it was one of my... I can't remember where I said this on a podcast recently, um, but it was one of my favorite finishes in the world when someone is beaten and knows that they're beaten but oh, kicks yeah. out anyway. So just lets the person know, look, you've won, mm -hmm. but I wanted to let you know one final thing, and that's the middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. Cassidy... Uh takes a really high angle death rider one two three it's the right decision i think yeah. and, and moxley sold it amazingly he stumbles around he can barely keep on his feet the other blackpool combat club members which involves danielson which i'm happy about because mm -hmm. there were points last year and this year in the mjf feud where they were just not together. Yeah, and then they sort of came back together for the Blood yeah. and Guts Elite feud. And and because Dan, Danielson, when he came out, but a final countdown. He had the Blackpool Combat Club hoodie on. Yeah, uh, but they helped him out, and Moxley's just like this freaking guy. And the the character of Moxley reacting that way to another wrestler. That's yes, Cassidy won. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, CM Punk won. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yes, Cassidy lost. But he looks amazing in defeat here. I just hope they, they have follow through and follow up. I had not even considered this until I saw um, Angela of Hobby Nights message, uh, tweet out about it. They try and recruit him. Like Moxley, you, they bled together. And he can now go to Danielson and Claudio and Utah and be like, that guy's legit. I think he'd be excellent as part of this group. Like he does, he's earned his place. He's earned his stripes. That is a fascinating idea, right? I hadn't even considered it. Huh? Because I don't Cassidy without a title belt. You know, I don't. I don't really know where I put him up against. I was pitching a couple of months ago, just put him against MJF back when when Max was a heel. Thought it could be a good like three week long feud. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't really know where Cassidy goes now. But I love that idea. They have to continue this momentum because like he does now feel like main event Orange Cassidy. Like, you know, they legit main evented this pay-per-view and he has been 
the probably the best champion this company's had within the last year. Best champion in wrestling, yeah. you ask me. I, I, so I, I think that there's going to be something big on the horizon mm. for Cassidy. A big main event run. And yeah, maybe doing something with Blackpool Combat Club could be could be fascinating. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, should we see what everyone thinks on the Omega chats? That's WrestleTalk.com uh, forward slash support. Please send them in. We'll, we'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Hannah Allen says, Punk is a dip S word. A fan held a sign. Tony Khan cured cancer. Uh, couldn't agree more. From the day one return promos, he showed his true colors. And for some reason, people nitpicked around the sour patch that was Punk. He was what he was, a bad guy. I go back and watch that first nine months because that wasn't the case for the vast majority of people. No, I think you go back and watch that. For I think from that first promo, it was like this is the punk that we've been missing. This yeah. this is no longer because there was you know when he left in 2014, that is when arguably he became bitter punk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the CM Punk that didn't just hate wrestling but hated wrestling fans yeah and had the the ufc embarrassment and this that, and the other and i was just like well, i'm just gonna write comics then because actually wrestling's stupid and for idiots and you're all marks and morons and i i did a video about this on parts fun now where he, i think fans started to sort of turn against him for being this bitter angry man but when he came back to aew it was like <gasps> He's back. Mm-hmm. Like the punk that we all fell in love with like all those years ago. He's finally back. Mm. 
took a year. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went right back to, to bitter old punk again. Matt Hennessy's got a, a run of chats here, so I'll read them all out in one go. What's all out 2023 show of the year? Opinions are subjective and everyone's entitled to one, but for me personally, no. It was a great show, but from a storyline standpoint and build it lacked. I agree. To me, while work rate is important, story is the most important thing in wrestling. And outside of OC versus Mox and Kenny versus Konosuke, a lot of these matches just felt thrown on the card for the sake of it. They all delivered from a work rate standpoint, and while work rate's important, I would rather great storylines and good work rate over great work rate and a lack of storylines. Still a great show, but for me, I still think WrestleMania 39 is my show of the year. There were several great storylines in that show, and while All Out matches may have had a better work rate, the storylines of WrestleMania 39 made good matches into great matches because of my emotional investment. With that being said, I still love this show, and it's made me really excited for AEW's future. The last 18 months of AEW, really since Double or Nothing last year, have made me have a love-hate relationship with the company, both on camera and behind the scenes, but this is the first time I've really been optimistic and excited for the company, probably since Full Gear 2021, when Hangman won the title, and that was my peak AEW fandom. Punk being gone from AEW is for the best. Hopefully we see Vince being gone for WWE next, with him being under federal investigation and the Endeavor deal finishing this month. Sean Marsat was asked about Vince possibly being gone from WWE for good last week, and he said it's a big possibility when the Endeavor deal finalised. A lot of information will become public, and a lot of NDA that would have been signed will have expired. He said he believes stories could be leaked to the Wall Street Journal, and all that could and would be enough for Endeavor to get rid of him. I just wanted the best for both companies, because then we all would win, and that would be nice. Both companies killed it this weekend by putting on great shows. Can we applaud me? Because that had no punctuation in no CM punctuation. No CM punctuation. Yet I think I figured out where the the commas were. It was very impressive. I, I, I a weak. I, man, I couldn't tell you what I said. A weaker man would have stumbled. Um, I blanked out for most of that. I I would say, I, I would argue against the idea that it was only uh, OC and Mox and Kenny and Takeshita that had stories going in. Miro and Hobbs have been feuding on TV. Yeah, on collision. Like to a build is a different thing, but to say like there has been no story, I think is is a bad faith take. But that has mm-hmm. had build going into it, good or not, it has had build. Eddie and Claudio have been feuding for months on end now. Like, is it good? It's had its moments, mm-hmm. but it's still it is a story. As long with um Willie Utah and um Shibata. Like I think there are FTR on the Bucks. Like there is there's every match on this card. Darby and Story. Like it's had story going into it there has been build it's just not been particularly great mm-hmm. i uh <clears throat> i i think um the the bit about being optimistic about AEW again i think so much of wrestling and how i enjoy wrestling is my excitement for the future so following the dynamite the go home dynamite i was like oh, mm. i just don't feel like there's much to be excited about at the moment but this show was so much fun to watch and it felt like a new beginning. And with that comes a lot of sort of potential to optimistically speculate into. And that's that's why I enjoyed it so much. And, I, and while yeah. I think it probably will go down as just as much of a milestone in AEW's history as the all-in Wembley show, but rather than it being historically significant for 81,000 seats sold, it'll be significant because this is when AEW moved on from the drama again. I think you could almost tie it into All Out 2021 mm. as a significant yeah. milestone in that company. The first show with Punk, Punk's first match back, and All Out 2023, the first show in the post-Punk era. Yeah, 
It's a, it's a hell of a show. Hell of a milestone. Post-punk. Kid Cuddy says, Ollie, WTF. I know most people are happy CM Punk is gone and in good spirits, but 98% for a card where the first five or six were just fine and had no build. Calm down. I This has become a word now that has lost all meaning. I was watching with people and they were bored up to Miro and Hobbs. What's the third match on the card? <laughs> and what is an AEW tag match? Yeah, that's my... The first five or six were just fine. Well, that's if you count the pre-show. The pre-show. So I would say the majority of the main card, you know, five, there's, there's four matches of the night for me, potentially five. Uh, and that, there's eight matches on the card? Yeah, there are thereabouts, I think. You know, which is too many matches, I agree. But, yeah, I... I and Andy I, Sam... Oh, sorry, I mean, last on that point, and I've, I've brought this up a, a, a few times in the last few weeks, because it's, it's fresh in my memory, because Dan Layton and I reviewed it for a Rest Talk mm. Extra. SummerSlam 2013 is often thought to be one of the best shows that WWE have ever done, like one of the best SummerSlams of all time. There are two matches on that card that are actually worth going out mm. of your way to watch, but those two matches are exceptionally good mm. that no one thinks about Biggie and Caitlin versus Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee like all they instead focus is uh, on Brock and Punk yeah. and the the main event with Cena and Danielson I think we might need to call Mr. Punk Voldemort from now <laughs> it's just too painful I, I, I believe like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fay with the law of, of the Potterverse um, but I did hear a podcast recently that said that one of the characters in the Potterverse believes that if you don't say his name, you're just giving him, you're giving the myth more power. Yeah. Why? Well, it's just too raw right now. <laughs> Andy Sandbox says, Happy Labor Day from Canada. I'm sure we are going to inevitably hear more fallout from CM Punk's termination. I mean, we've been talking about which podcast he's going to show up on in the office. Cornets. If, if Punk's going to do a podcast, man. If Punk was going to do a podcast, oh. that would be the one I'd go on Cornette's podcast. That, that, can you imagine the level of sass towards the elite oh, on that show? It would be hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> and against Tony Khan as well, because oh, I don't God. think they're particularly good chums, Punk and Khan. Inevitably, it will overtake the news cycle again, and we will have to deal with more unrest in the wrestling community because of it. But we have to give it up to Chicago, who really showed up and proved why they are one of the best wrestling cities on the planet. Yeah, yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Could have gone many ways, and they went the right one. Punk tried to make Chicago his character, and Chicago said, that doesn't work for me, brother. AW continues to deliver on its promise for great wrestling content when it matters most, and I hope we are moving into a new era for AEW, one where there doesn't feel like a divide in the product. Thank you for everything, Voldemort, and goodbye. <laughs> Hello, Brian Danielson. Yeah, looks like he's going to be him and Jay White, because Jay White's been moved to like the front of the posters for, for Collision, where Punk once was. Very happy with that. Mm. Uh, Turn Penny. Remember CM Punk's off-air promo with Jack Perry and others after Rampage or Dynamite in 2021, where he listed people he wanted to wrestle? He said to Jack Perry, I'm going to kick your ass someday too. Tell him when he's telling lies, I guess. Thanks, chaps. Me and Pete were laughing over a clip someone had posted to Reddit yesterday. CM Punk on commentary. Have you seen this? Yeah. And he's he's it's the end of a Jack Perry at Jungle Boy match, and Punk goes something like, well, if you've got a problem with Jungle Boy, no one's got a problem with Jungle Boy. If you've got a problem with him, you're probably the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mitt, I don't think I've told you, me and Pete are working on a list. All the times AEW stars tried to warn us about CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one entry is going to be CM, CM Punk. Punk. <laughs> <with that line. laughs> 
Uh, Danny G, member for 24 months. Hey guys, Miles better show than I was expecting, but I did wonder where Punk was. Turns out he's been fired. Maybe someone should talk about that. <laughs> Very good. Right, let's get into the play-by-play -play review. Apologies for starting late, by the way. Um, yeah, so te some technical issues meant that we just could not get this started. Long bloody show as well. Which we start with the pre-show. Oh. And the over-budget Battle Royal. Royale. Royal. Royal. Battle Royale. Battle Royal. Or Battle Royal. Depends on if you're in... It's a Royale with cheese. Hmm. Over the budget Big Mac said, had uh, a lot of... Undercarders. Just to correct you, it'd be a quarter pounder. In, in, in terms of in if, if, if the Pulp Fiction references, that would be the over the I budget quarter pounder. Dogs. I, should <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> so you had, uh, you know, your standard people. You've got Trent, you've got Chucky T, who, you know, you've got Brian Commander, Cage. Brian Cage, Gates of Agony. Oh, and Hangman Page. So I guess Hangman Page is winning Hangman Page 1. When Hangman Page won this and they announced at the end of the show uh, that coming up on Dynamite, we'll hear from Hangman Page. <laughs> I don't know why, just this big optimistic feeling of like, he's getting a push again. Yeah, we're going to put, finally. Yeah. We have, I've been saying this for, where's the Hangman Push been? And I feel like now it, it's, it's here. I feel like we're back on the track to do a little hanger push, which is a, it's long overdue. Yeah, I think he's... From everything I've, I've read and everything that's been reported on and just the conduct on screen, he's behaved exemplary throughout all of this. You know, hasn't risen to any any bits. And he was allowed to. Mm, yeah. He actually could have gone out on like Post Dynamite and called out Punk in the same way that Punk did to him, but uh, he didn't. Uh, what do you think of the, you know, he won and the, the prize for winning this battle royale royal was a $50,000 gift to a charity of your choice? Hangman chose the Chicago Public Education Fund. Yeah, he chose schools. He's a former teacher. Imagine if he gave it to another city. <laughs> the heel heat, plus it being Chicago. <laughs> I'll be honest, when I first read the, 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 the gimmick of this, I thought you had to give up 50 grand of your own money. It's Tony Khan's money. No, I, yeah, I, I got that eventually, but I was like, I don't know if I want to win this match. Uh, I, haven't, <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't got 50 grand running spare to go to charity. So yeah, fun match. Well, not not really. It, 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 was, was, a a, it was a nothing. It was a nothing it's match. A, it's a battle royal. But AEW have done fantastic battle royals. This was just a... It was just there. It was a battle royal. It, it's every battle royal. It's a lot of guys doing things. Uh, I enjoyed Sean Spears and Daniel Garcia doing the dance. Daniel Garcia dancing to the back was hysterical. Uh, but really, it's just, it's a bunch of things that it comes down to two guys who just have a match and then that mm -hmm. match is quite good. Yeah. Brian Cage versus Hangman Page. We had Willow Nightingale, Sheeda, and Sky Blue. Sky Blue, I didn't know, was written S K Y E. How did you think it was spelled? Like normal Sky. Oh, S K Y. Yeah. Mm. So that was. Every day is a school day. Versus Martin, Mercedes Martinez, Diamante, and Ember Moon. It's Athena. I've ridden Ember Moon. This was just there. Uh, I guess the only storyline thing of note was Sheeda, Ember, Athena kind of had yeah. a bit so of interaction. This was supposed to be Billy Starks versus Athena for the ROH Women's Championship, but uh, Billy couldn't get cleared in time. Right. So that's why she was there. Mm. But it was just, you know, couldn't get that match done, so we're doing this uh, a six-woman <clears> instead. 
rough, rough fall for Shida. From winning, the, having the title last week to being on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, but the baby face is one. does mean now she's been on every all out. I get that's a great stat. A great, a great stat to know. That's that's an that's somehow how Tony Khan hides truths in stats. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't book the women's division well. Sheeda has been on every major show we've done. Every major roll out. It's like Natalia. Yeah, she's breaking records. Uh, Sky Blue won. She's from Chicago. Very very good. Roosh had a vignette which was like a short film. And he got his faction, El Ignoblis, mm. uh, Preston Vance, and um, Dragon, not Dragon Lee, Drillistico, Drillistico, uh, and Jose. And he was like, right, let's go and do some stuff now. Yeah, I've, I've said my nice things about CM Punk on Twitter, as has Andrade. <laughs> now we're going to go back to work, I guess. <laughs> I love them. I love, I love this faction of guys from Mexico who just do what they want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it does make me more invested in their matches because I believe they believe the wins and losses do effing matter. I remember when people were really mad at Roosh for the, the Jack Perry match. Like, he was too rough with Jack yeah. Perry. He was too rough. And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the final pre-show match was the Acclaimed versus Team TNA. Acclaimed had Dennis Rodman in, the, in their corner. Daddy Ass switched out the ref at the start. Aubrey Edwards was the ref because she's got a long-running thing with Karen Jarrett. All the shenanigans. Rodman gets involved. Hits Satnam Singh over the head with a guitar. Clearly obvious there was interference. And the acclaimed one. He also didn't get out of the ring either. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, uh, I, don't, I don't think this was actually caught on camera. So I heard this from a live <laughs> report that Billy Gunn walked over to Rodman and said, you need to get out of the ring. And Rodman just stared back at him. <laughs> <laughs> Rodman hits Satnam Singh with a guitar. Aubrey's back is turned or, or is to him and there's enough time and Rodman just stays there holding the fretboard of the guitar yeah she turns around Ex <laughs> expecting him to have gotten out the ring in the time that she's given him so it's like Satnam sings down there's guitar everywhere <laughs> and Dennis Rodman a man not in this match is holding the remnants of a broken guitar massive man yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. he's so tall yeah he's bare, he's not the most conspic inconspicuous person on the planet is he no and she's just like oh crap okay let's continue <laughs> <laughs> then they go to the finish which i can't even remember what it was no i don't think anyone cares <laughs> The, the magic, the true magic happened in, in that moment there. It was, it was a totally fine pre-show. Uh, you can see how uninvested people were in this pre-show because I went on Twitter this morning and it was not just filled with Sky Blue's bum, which is what usually happens if Sky Blue is on TV. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So it just means that. That's how little invested people were in this pre-show. The main card opened with Adam Cole and MJF defending their Ring of Honor tag team titles against the Dark Order. Uh, Lol. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand. Dave Meltzer, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio just over the weekend was like, explain that one to me. Yeah. I, but he's right in this one. <laughs> I just, okay, have an ROH tag title defense. Make it against the kingdom or well, incredible the, tag team. The, the kingdom makes storyline sense. But, you know, the, the Dark Order pickup wins on Ring of Honor. Oh, my God, <laughs> <I'm just too laughs> 
Do not do this. Hello, Tony Khan here. Have I mentioned that they picked up they picked up five wins in their last six matches? They don't mean anything, Tony. Yeah, but Shida's been on Every all of these all out. <laughs> Numbers aren't pushes. <laughs> Anyway, the story of this match. Oh, I'm just going to put all that to one side because we've said our part on Wednesday. <clears throat> this was really well done storyline-wise. Mm. Not storyline in terms of like an overarching thing, but the structure of this match. Max has an injured neck from All In, and that neck gets taken out. Reynolds uses a chair. Dark Order, very heelish in this match. Max heels. is escorted to the back by medical staff. Suddenly a, a handicap match for Adam Cole. He does his best, but the numbers start to overwhelm him. Max comes back, makes a save. He does the whole hot tag while holding his neck. Yeah. So he's hitting like the kangaroo kick. First thing he does, hold his neck. Double clothesline. Yeah, finisher. <laughs> Wins and then goes right back to selling his neck. So it really puts over that MJF did this to save his mate. Yeah, it's it's. I really really enjoyed this. It was a very fun opener, uh, and that's kind of you know, when Dark Order were announced. It is like a lol. Okay, I mm -hmm. guess Dark Order. But the second you put the Dark Order in match, Reynolds and Sylvia, are like, oh, it's going to be fun though because they're excellent at what they do when they can do all of their really fun tag spots and stuff. And I'm so into better than you, baby. That I, I this this was almost a guaranteed fun time. My one of my favorite moments of this though is that when MJF got taken to the back. Uh, Cole was sort of still on the outside. He goes back in to take the fight. Nigel McGuinness is going like, he should take the count out loss. He can't lose the titles. Mm. Just take the count out loss. I love Nigel on commentary. And Alex Excalibur was like, no, Adam Cole is a fighter. Adam Cole is going to fight to retain these titles. And Nigel goes, what a coward. <laughs> <laughs> what a coward for not taking the count out victory or count out loss rather. It was really a vehicle to tell a neck injury. Yeah. This whole thing. My other favorite spot of this match was when uh, Reynolds and Silver accidentally collided in the corner and Silver fell onto his back and Alex Reynolds was going to do the big comedy spot where you fall into your partner's oh, groin. Yeah. And Reynolds is doing this big comedy oversell. Oh, and then he still recovers. Oh, and then he recovers. And then it's just fine. And he's like, oh, I've just recovered. So MJF just grabs him by the head and throws him into his groin yeah. anyway. Good stuff. It's, it's remarkable how well Max and Cole can go funny, 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 serious. And it, it's seamless. Yeah. I don't, one so doesn't good. undermine the other. So they're exiting, um, you know, the whole medic team are around Max because he's still selling his neck. And Joe's music hits. I Instantly I was like, oh, yes, please. I, but I did not see the awesomeness of what was going to come. Did you, when Joe's music hit, did you feel... They, they put it over on comments, just like, this, this show's got to roll on. Like, mm. you know, we need to crack on with the rest of this. And Joe walks out with this big smile on his face. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> poor old Max. But I thought maybe, maybe ships passing in the night, that sort of thing. But it's so obvious. Joe just shoves Max as he walks past him, which is very significant. I'm sure you've all seen the picture that gets circulated a lot. But if you haven't, in NXT, when Joe was making his entrance for one of his main events, he had people around him. Security. And he shoved one of them. And that person is a young Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah. And Friedman's even referenced this on, on the old Twitter machine. Yeah. Being like, this ain't, this, ain't, like, this ain't NXT anymore. Like, I'm the champ here. And they then had this <clears throat> awesome pull-apart. Yeah. Really, really good stuff, this. 
yeah, like the disrespect. Max ran down there. You said earlier, Joe got him in the face lock. And then Joe just sits on the top turnbuckle, smirking, while all these medical personnel and security personnel are, are keeping Max and Cole at bay. bay. <laughs> and I oh, just, yes, that I, I don't know how this is going to play out because I feel like you could just do Joe MJF at Arthur Ashe, but there's the tournament. Yeah. So maybe uh, yeah, Joe the, enters the tournament? Uh, yeah, put Joe in the tournament. Yeah, give him some wins. Like the, the match he has next was more of like an enhancement match to give him uh, a win on pay-per-view. But like it's, I, I feel like I use this word a lot and it's, it's lost as much uh, as build often has in the last few weeks. But Joe has got that magic about mm. him where he lost a world title match last week. Yeah. But he walked out here and I'm like, oh yeah, he could be a world title contender for an actual world title this time. And like, he just, he's a guy that can take losses, but he's got this aura and swagger about him this jack swagger about him that when he walks out i'm like he's a world champion like that guy should be a world champion particularly last week in this performance here he just feels so cool again mm -hmm. those walk away spots it all in like you said he had the match with shane taylor here you know six minutes one of the i think it was the shortest match on the main card yeah. it was the second shortest if you if you consider the pre-show as well enhancement match for joe shane didn't really get any chance to get over yeah, I mean, Shane got in a lot of uh, offense in on this. Got to show off the what Shane could do. I'm, I'm a big Shane Taylor mark. Oh, so yeah, I, yeah. I, it, was, it was great to see him on pay-per-view. I know a few people were like, uh, where was the build? And the answer is Ring of Honor. Oh, because, well, this is it. Like, you know, Raj Geary was just like, why What? Why is this match on pay-per-view? And so I was like, he won a tournament to, to get this shot. Yeah, but like, but, the, but, but that, have some recap packages of I, that over I, the last few weeks. I agree, maybe. because the, I was like, yeah, he won a tournament to win the shot. On a show that very few people watch, <laughs> it's like you may have won, you may as well have won a tournament on being the elite yeah, yeah. To, to get this. It would have meant as much. So yeah, I, I, but I'm happy to see that Shane got this opportunity to be on TV, and he looked great in doing it. But the crowd did more or less die for it. Mm. Um, but Pod, when Joe did his dive, Joe put him away with the clutch. Darby Allen took on Luchasaurus next for Christian's TNT title. Nick Wayne's out in Darby's corner. They set this up on Collision where. Nick Wayne might use the towel to to throw it in. Uh, this was a, this was an okay match, decent I match. I really like this. Oh, okay, um, Darby sold a lot. He bladed. Luchasaurus did the walking up the steel steps spot on him. Um, there was a definite three count after Darby's sunset flip power bomb off the top rope. I thought it was an excellent near fall. No, I watched it back. Oh really? Was, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was oh, three. Okay. It was like one, two, three, half a frame. Yeah. Um, and the crowd, you know, sort of booed that. It, it, it did, didn't really harm the match, though. Christian's talking to Nick Wayne. Darby takes him out with a dive, but that's enough for Luchasaurus to get back on top. Two back-to-back -to -back tombstones chucked him into the turnbuckle. My. And huge lariat to win. My word. That third that just flung him into the top turnbuckle. Spectacular. Yeah. Like, I, I love watching Darby ragdoll around uh, bigger lads. So this was kind of up my alley, really. Uh, afterwards, Christian went to hit a concerto on Derby while holding Nick Wayne's eyes open, Clockwork Orange style to watch. But then the random babyface brigade made the save. Yeah, well, Christian was going to hurt an, an innocent man in all of this. Sean Spears, Action Andretti, the best friends. Yeah, all of all of your favourites from Ring of Honor have come out here. Where was AR Fox and Sting? Well, because Sting, they're... Sting's, you know... He's probably recovering from last week. Yeah. You know, he's probably got to find some new t-shirts to put on. And AR Fox has got heat. 
I feel like Sean Spears will get a TNT title filler match. Oh, yeah. On collision, yes. yeah, probably. The first great match, though, when the, the pay-per-view properly arrived, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. Yeah, this match was awesome. I think this is a <laughs> match which... Excuse, excuse the pun I'm about to say here. The crowd beefed this match up because I thought this match was like, it was good, but then the crowd started to be a Chicago crowd. Yeah. And because they started to be a Chicago crowd, it almost amped Miro mm. and Hobbs up to mm. do more than what they were doing. Because what happened in this match, if you haven't seen it, is the crowd started chanting, meat. <laughs> And Excalibur even said on commentary, he referenced, this is big meaty men slapping meat. The, the, the famous Big E clip that, that a lot of people share around. And so they just played into it. Mm. They did big clothesline spots while the crowd chanted meat back at them. At one point, they started chanting, all in meat, all in meat. <laughs> it was meat forever. Meat forever. It was the crowd were having so much fun with their meat chants. I go in and was looking at the live chat before this out. In fact, I'm looking at it now. It's all just meat. It's meat emojis. It's I just can see meat some emojis. This match had steaks. Wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> Honestly, it was just, it was so much fun. And the, yeah, I think they really played up to the crowd. I think this was the, it was probably always going to happen, particularly in that Danielson match. But this, this match and this crowd combination made was the start of this pay-per-view being awesome. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, with the, we've, we've digested and resolved the Voldemort stuff now. Now we can start having yeah, fun. Yeah. And like, if you look at this on paper, because I was reading back my notes, the crowd chanted meat for 10 minutes for every move. That sounds pretty hardcore country to me. <laughs> As in, that sounds freaking annoying. Couldn't be further from the truth. It was so much fun. It was good-natured. You know, Hobbs and Miro doing yay boo spots to meet. And it wasn't just one guy. It wasn't like only Miro's strikes are getting meat chance. It was both guys. So it was a really just both these guys, both these guys. That's essentially what it was in a monosyllabic way. And despite the fact that they kept chanting meat, Sean Stasiak did not show up. It's <laughs> another one for you. Um, I mean, yeah, you referenced um, Hardcore Country. So that was from the Rev Pro show last weekend. Where Hardcore <laughs> Country. During the Mickey James three-way. Uh, I'm gonna message Dan Layden <laughs> <laughs> during the Mickey James three-way uh, Rev Pro. The crowd at the start of it started chanting "Hardcore Country," which is the start of her entrance theme, and it became a call and response thing from one half of the crowd to the other. And it was all very good-natured at the start, uh, but then it just became five guys on one side and five guys on the other side who were just doing it to entertain themselves. Yeah. The difference here is that all 10,000 people in this building were in on the meat joke. And it didn't feel disrespectful no. to the, the people involved. Okay, do so I'm going to... Do you want to call him? No, I'm just going to send a voice note. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore country! I thought you were going to do the response. Oh, I should have done. Yeah. It's sent now. Wait, maybe I should have texted him. <laughs> you can send a voice note instead. Hold on. Oh, well, I, just another thing about this match. Uh, are you ready? How do you send a voice note? Usually there's a little microphone. Yeah. Hardcore country. That'll annoy him. <laughs> Miro 
and Hobbs, their selling was great. Yeah. Like they, they would do a power move on each other, lift them up, and the other guy would like Darby Allen themselves around. Uh, but really good overall. 15 minutes. It's got loads of time and it was great all the way through. It's like the opposite of Rhea and Raquel. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> 15 minutes, but felt like five. Match of the weekend. Hobbs got out of a game over. Miro kicked out of a spine buster, but then Hobbs went for the game over. The hubris. Uh, Miro hits his own spine buster into the game over. Hobbs taps, but both guys are over. They do the predator handshake at the end. Son of a bitch. (laughs) And then Miro turns to leave. Hobbs attacks him. Who should arrive but Hod and Flexible? It was the debut of Hot and Flexible. CJ Perry, the former Lana in WWE, made her AEW debut and her titantron just says, Hot and Flexible. I didn't know who it was. Even when the camera went up to her, I was like, oh, is that that person with QTV? (laughs) And I still haven't learned the name of. Harley Cameron or something. Yeah, Harley, that's it, Harley Cameron. I was like, is that her? Because those look like, are those the colours of her act? Why is she out here? And it honestly took me five seconds to clock it was CJ Perry slash Lana. Yeah, the real life wife of of Miro. So she hasn't gotten all of the graphic. And what Tony Khan said in the All Out Presser was that this is a short term thing. It's like not guaranteed. It might have only been a one night deal. She just comes in for a surprise on this show. And that might be it. Weird. So that this is this. What happened was she hit Hobbs with a chair. Hobbs no-sold it. Awesome. Uh, But Hobbs went to attack Hot and Flexible. Miro attacked Hobbs. And then Miro, I was expecting this big sort of Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth-style reunion. They hug each other. Everything's great. But then Miro just looks at her. I think he says, you're not real. Yeah. And then walks off. He renounced her. He renounced her and he renounced his God. Yeah. So... She's not here. She's not real to him anymore. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, let's see where it goes. It's a, it's a weird start. I yeah. I thought. Oh, that's an interesting angle because you like you say you would have just done the big reunion. But I thought actually it's more interesting to have not done the reunion. But if CJ Perry's not coming back, then it's a very weird angle. Chris Statlander took on Ruby Soho next. The crowd were a bit meted out, so they had to wrestle a really good match to get the crowd back in, and I thought they did. I thought the last like several minutes of it in particular were really mm-hmm. good, like a spinning power slump slum off the top rope. <laughs> the power slum. You can tell you've done three podcasts in three days. It's like 2018 all over again. <laughs> uh, Soho got this electric chair into a reverse run. It was really, really good. Yeah. And but, she kicked out of no future mm, and destination unknown. Yeah. But then the finish happened where Tony Storm appeared from under the ring. She, I think she might have got the wrong side first. And then she took Ruby Soho's green spray paint can from behind the referee's back because Soraya was distracting her. <clears throat> and that was enough of a distraction for Statlander to win. Yeah, with the Sunday Night Fever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that dissension within the outcasts. Yeah. It's kind of because uh, to, no, Ruby Soho came down to the four-way to sort of maybe... Tony Storm blames her for that. That's why she lost the match. But coming out from under the ring... I really like Tony Storm's character currently, but this was... You didn't like this? I didn't like this, no. Her coming out of the ring didn't bother me at all. 
I just don't think I'm that fussed on the, the breakup of the outcast. I think they're stronger together than they are <clears throat> separate. Well, you say that, but Storm's character. Yeah, but you can do that. Good alone. You can do that character within the outcasts. Yeah. Match of the night came next. A match with a one night build. It says dragon on the contract, but it's not that dragon. Such a cool reveal. Yeah. That I mean, I think they sort of work backwards from there, really. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was Ricky Starks versus Brian Danielson, the American dragon, with Ricky Steamboat, the dragon, on commentary. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, awesome. Danielson came out to Europe again, came out to the final countdown. What did he come out to on Collision? Probably his his theme. This is only the second uh, time he's come out to Europe because it's well expensive to buy. <laughs> but now you haven't got a CM Punk contract. So you've got like, it's kind of like in, in my GM mode. Where if a wrestler leaves, you just get loads of money. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, I'm setting on a load of cash all of a sudden. Hell in a cell match out the wazoo. <laughs> so what Tony Khan's got now is like, oh, no CM Punk. That's at least one Europe song. Yeah. I'm going to confess to this because I, I brought great shame upon all of us. I've written here second Rocky reference. <laughs> Because I, I forgot that the the handshake that Miro and Hobbs did was for Predator. Predator. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I got uh, Kickboxer and Bloodsport mixed up last week. And boy, did let people let me know. Well, th- th- you're an idiot. <laughs> this was even, a... though, even though I said <laughs> Kickboxer first, then incorrectly corrected myself. People thought I'd never seen the movie before. Plus, it's Home Alone 2 <laughs> is the correct reference. So this was a strap match, and Brian Danielson has returned. He was cleared, but not cleared enough to use his right arm. He did, never threw a punch with the right arm. Did he not? No, he, he used it to whip mm. Starks with the strap, oh. which he did. Oh, he didn't, he just. Uh, apparently, he was trying not to land on his right arm, but that inevitably happened. This match was so bloody, it was so violent, that like Ricky Starks was whipped into oblivion. Big Bill gets involved in the end, but Ricky the Dragon Steamboat stopped him. He put a few chops in, Danielson takes him out, and ultimately Starks passes out in a label lock that turns into a sort of label strap choke. He did, he did to Ricky Starks what he did to Justin Roberts uh, when the <laughs> Nexus invaded. It was... Awesome. And a really good, like, feel-good moment as well, because yeah. Starks has been this, you know, prick heel for, for the last few weeks, particularly with the, the, the Ricky stuff. Steamboat, that is, not Starks. I, just, I thought this was so good. Like, And it, Brian Danielson battered this poor lad. And Starks gave it back as well. He was like, I'm going to whip you right in the face, old man. And he, <laughs> and he did. It was... I, I wrote one, Danielson dares Starks to hit him, and he does, but it just makes him stronger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the when they're slapping each other in the face, unprotected with the with the, the straps. Yeah. And then Danielson's just like, come on then. Hits him one, hits him twice, and Danielson's just hulking up. It was so good. Probably the best strap match ever. Um, and in, I don't know if you saw the pre-show promo, but Danielson said, the last time I was in a strap match, that was against someone I love. And I, you know, really hurt him in that. Think what I'm going to do to you. Of course, it was the Bray Wyatt strap yeah, match. Yeah, it was Bray Wyatt. So this was... This was excellent. It was so, so good. Uh, I I really popped when uh, Danielson went for the Psycho Knee mm. and Ricky Starks reversed it into a spear. Like, really caught me off guard. So, so good. I, uh, I think it will get five stars. Oh, easily so. This will get a, a huge rating on the Observer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not five stars for me, but it's like 
4.9. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to the person who had Cook Pass Babtridge as a, their sign. Uh, I, I see you. I don't know what that is. Alan Partridge thing. <laughs> what Alan Partridge thing? So there's, in the first episode of I'm Alan Partridge, someone has spray painted on his car, oh. Cock Piss Partridge. <laughs> and so he gets Michael to, to alter it, and he changed it to Cook Pass Babtridge. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Uh, so Ricky Starks lost, but he, he passed out. Sort of Stone Cold, Bret Hart, passing out in a sharpshooter finish. I thought Starks looked great. All the young people who took on veterans, so you Takeshita versus Omega, you Cassidy versus Mox, here with Starks versus Danielson, they either won or they looked awesome in defeat. Yeah, and Ricky has been one of the guys who's benefited hugely from Collision mm-hmm. and the CM Punk feud. Voldemort. And so I think that this was a good way to show I don't just need Voldemort in yeah. order to like get myself over here. I think I, there's big things for Ricky on the, on the horizon, I feel. Yeah. Uh, McGuinness announced Hangman's charity of choices for the Chicago Education Fund. He didn't really know where he was making that <laughs> announcement from. <laughs> because they cut to Nigel. Nigel, did you go like, am I getting in the ring? Am I, am I, am I doing that? I loved it. But because they were changing the mats because Danielson and Starks yeah, pissed yeah. blood all over it. So he was like, Am I, am I going to do it in the ring? So and they, they cut back to a scalp and you're like, we'll be going across to Nigel very, very shortly. <laughs> I love Nigel. So I good. love, love Nigel. Uh, Shibata and Eddie Kingston took on Claudio Castagnoli and Gila Utah next. I, I was a bit hyped for this match because Shibata and Claudio, they work together really well. Um, obviously, Eddie and Claudio, I love Utah all the time. I think he's fantastic. I just, and a lot, I've seen loads of people rave about this match. Mm. But... I, I'm one for weird takes this weekend. I really enjoyed Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, and this match did very little for me, I'm afraid. It was a very good TV match. Mm. This was not a pay-per-view quality. Uh, I, and I think that speaks to the quality of uh, you know Dynamite and Collision in-ring work, and Raw and SmackDown, for that matter, of like, this is a very, very good tag <laughs> match. Like, the tag match at Payback was a pay-per-view tag match. Yeah. This was a TV tag match to bring the crowd down following on from Danielson and Starks in the strap match. Mm. And it did that job. And the, but the crowd was still really into it. And I think one of the reasons for I think, you know, looking at it from a personal perspective, like why do I think that people were raving about this match? It's Eddie, man. Because mm. Eddie makes you believe. And Eddie's hatred for Claudia it seems so real that you know, he had a, a Terry Funk t-shirt on, which said Claudia, Claudia sucks eggs, which is a, yeah. a, a dusty reference um, with, with, with Funk. And I just, and I really, really enjoyed this. I actually really liked the finish of it as well, where Claudio got the win with the, the European uppercut. Eddie kicked out at like 3.1. Mm. And like, that would have been a kick out in the Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> and I very much enjoyed the, um, the double submission spot when mm. uh, Shibata had uh, Healy Yuta and like this little heel hook thing. And then got Claudio in the um, uh, sharp uh, the ankle lock. I, there was a lot in this that I really liked, but I'm not as high on it as as some people were online. Uh, I, for me, because obviously huge Eddie Mark. I just this Claudio Eddie story. I get that it's a long running eternal thing, but for me, it's getting a bit swerve Keith Lee. It's going to end at Arthur Ashe, and oh, I mean, I bloody hope so. That surely, like. <laughs> If you're going to keep delaying this match, surely you've got a good end point to do it at. Yeah. And Arthur Ashe feels like the best place to, to do it. Well, if, if you're going to do that, and I imagine that would be an ROH title match, don't have Eddie take a pin here. Yeah. 
get Eddie pinning you to to. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I just. It's tough because I I do I'm I love Eddie so much. I just want to see him win, and sometimes that clouds my judgment of what is actually best for the story. But I can't see how Eddie losing in this manner here is good for this where you're going to go. Mm. I think it's just a case because like Eddie can make anything work. Mm-hmm. He can just come out and just cut one promo and be like, "Where does that match?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I, I buy into it." Fight me. I mean, you've got your your wild hot takes um, with your your Raquel and Ripley thing. This was my match of the night. What the tag match? No, the match oh, coming okay. up next. That's not. That's not a hot take. I feel like it is. I feel like everyone is talking about the the Mox main event and the strap match more than this. But for me, this was my my, my match. This is the match I had the absolute best time. Oh, good for you. It was. I thought it was fantastic. Honestly, there's five matches of the night here for. Well, me. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, we got Justin Roberts's old North Carolina, Carolina. entrance for Kenny, which is great. It's the Michael Jordan thing. They're weirdly, weirdly started off as a wrestling match. When I thought they would, you know, this is a blood feud, but it became a sort of brawl very quickly and very early on, high angle back suplex, what sort of like driver, reverse suplex driver from Takeshita that planted Kenny right on the top of his head. It's that Omega has got a brilliant sleight of hand. He's a, he's an actual magician when it comes mm. to taking bumps and making bumps look so much worse than they actually are to take. Do you think it's do you not think it's more like the prestige where he has just taken the bumps <laughs> and he's got a clone? That, so he he dies in every match, but a yeah. clone takes his place next week. I mean, it's, it's a plausible theory. Sorry, spoiler there. For <laughs> spoiler there for Interstellar. Hey, you got it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't mean to talk, talk over you there. I just want to I think it's time to build this company around him again. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I think like, so. Yeah. I thought with the hangman thing uh, on the pre-show, I literally wrote in my my notes when Omega came out I was like maybe it's just time to build the company around <laughs> him again. Like I th- I think that's your guy. Like we keep saying, let's build I think maybe we should just do it. No, he's got to keep going on losing streak storylines. Skip to the end to cash to one. Although not you can't really argue that there was any interference. This was pretty clean. This is more of that. The true god mm. of pro wrestling was Don Callis all along. So Don, the most interference he did was uh, try to murder Kenny. Kenny's on the on the canvas. He tries to stab him with the screwdriver, but Kenny gets out of the way. And you're left with this wonderful visual, visual of the screwdriver standing upright in the mat. But then it didn't actually factor in. Takeshita even tried to cheat with it when he's gone up for the one-winged angel but the referee pulled that away from him but to catch the one with like three v triggers he's doing kenny's moves throughout an exposed v trigger at the end yeah kenny's third i think it's fourth or fifth single it's four i think it's his fourth singles loss uh without callus might be his fifth singles loss since callus left him he hasn't won a singles match since since don split away from him that that much is true didn't he beat wheeler utah though Oh yeah, and Dom was Dom was definitely about apart from him at that point. Yeah, yeah. and the obviously one blood and guts as but well. It's not singles, but yeah, I, I, I like three. You can tell like a few months. But yeah, yeah, it's a cool storyline. Um, so, so I don't actually mind it. No, no, no. Um, <coughs> yeah, like, do I want to see Kenny just winning? Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> but I, 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 I totally get it. And it's, you know, Kenny loves to tell the storylines of, I suck now. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's that's me. <laughs> and then, I, then I'm just going to start winning again. 
But I, I loved this match. Mm. I had so, I, I just raised like, at one point, it's like incredible match. And I, there was a really wacky spot where Don Callis started piling chairs ah, up on top of Kenny. That was a bit of interference. Yeah. And then Takeshita did this sort of like, you know, uh, slingshot sent on over the top rope. Uh, I just loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. Amazing, amazing near falls, incredible drama. Kenny's the guy. Let's, let's build the company around him and Hangman Page and Eddie Kingston. And the Young Bucks and FTR and Jay Samoa Joe and, and Samoa Joe and Orange Cassidy. They've got and, a good And John roster. Moxley, Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, so Takeshita win. We'll see where that goes from there. Really, really solidifies Takeshita. Um, and the final match we'll talk about is, because we've covered the main event, is the Young Bucks and FTR taking on Bullet Club Gold in an eight-man tag. A match, again, I think this is a great, great TV main event. For me, if it's on pay-per-view... I think you could have done Bucks, FTR, Juice and Jay for the tag titles. I, I want to see this spin out into a four-way match. Imagine that. Well, that's it. So that's why I didn't mind this being the match that it was. I think it's because we're going to get all in and all out next year. Again, to, you know, a week apart from each other. I think there's a really smart bit of play that you can do in that half of all in is the big matches and the other half is set up for mm -hmm. all out and then when you get to all out that's your other half of the big matches and the other half is the fallout from your all in stuff yeah and i we sort of got that here it wasn't balanced this it year. wasn't balanced this year but i think there is a lesson to be learned from that so you can balance that out next year because this felt like a fallout match from last mm -hmm. week's show and Max and Cole defending the RH titles felt like a fallout match yeah. from last week's show. And so from that, I felt that this still was pay-per-view worthy. I felt this was bigger than a pay- Like, I uh, said so the tag match felt like that was a standard good tag match, a great tag match to have on TV. I felt like this one leveled up mm -hmm. in, in, in Chicago uh, from just being an eight-man on TV. You know Tony's video address at the start of Collision? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. It's, uh, it's hostage video. Yeah. No, but he doesn't. He doesn't do the this week <laughs> in Winnipeg. I was like, oh, this is this is far more human. <laughs> I thought he delivered it really well. You know, just yeah. I make fun of him when he, he doesn't. So yeah. that was done well. I had a blast with this match. So much fun. I, I thought that was really fun as well. The Chicago crowd, they booed Tony um, when he did his announcement that CM Punk had been fired before Collision because, you know, Punk's a Chicago guy. The Young Bucks certainly got booed by the Chicago crowd, but it was a different mm. crowd at All Out. You know, it was a lot of the same people, but, like, it's almost like the sting had been, the sting had worn off. Yeah. So the Young Bucks, sure, were booed when they started, but then the crowd just got into them and were just cheering the Young Bucks like they would have done. Like, this was not the same Chicago crowd that was, you know, that the trios match there with Death Triangle when, like, mm. they were all over. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't this. And I did think it was really funny that Kenny Omega, like, obviously Hangman got his pop. When Kenny Omega came out to a pop, I was like, I think the Chicago just respect Kenny. <laughs> they, they sure hate the Bucks, but they respect Kenny. But no, I think they, they now, like, respect the Bucks as well because they gave them everything in this match. I think the crowd enjoy like a portion of this crowd enjoyed booing the bucks for the lols but they weren't they didn't they weren't genuinely booing the bucks like they might have done before yes and it would that i think that because it was a not i felt like it was a really positive atmosphere yeah even in the crowd with the the sort of back and forth some guy kept on standing up in a cm punk shirt and he was going like you could see him try and start a cm punk 
Voldemort, sorry. And every like everyone would chant the bucks at him, and he'd sit down smiling. It was that guy. It was good natured joshing. It was good natured joshing. I particularly enjoyed the video. That, uh, I this didn't make it onto TV, unfortunately, but the crowd chanting, "Oh, cry me a river." <laughs> it's very that is top quality banter. That is. Do you know what that is? That is UK wrestling quality S <laughs> tier chanting. Uh, so the story of this match also was really good. Yeah. The Bucks and FTR after FTR beating the Bucks last week work together seamlessly to the extent where they are hitting each other's tag team moves in tandem with their opposite numbers. So it'd be like Matt and Dax work together. Cash and Nick work together doing the BTE trigger or the big rig or the spike pile driver or they all hit the four um, dives, you know, and they all hit they all got uh, four sharpshooters locked in at the same time. Yeah. And the finish was Dax and Cash not being able to hit the big rig. Yeah. They put over on commentary that the Bucks and FTR wrestled a perfect yeah. match. But even that's not enough to beat Bullet Club Gold. Everyone looked great coming out of this. Yeah. Even the guns. <clears throat> well, but well, this is where the guns should have been. Yeah. Like the, the whole title reign should never have happened. They should have been packaged with another act exactly like this because it's working phenomenally. So, no, they were packaged with the firm. Stop <laughs> it. They were packaged with the acclaimed and that worked really well. That's true. The ability to have all four of those guys now in the Guns' entrance, which is actually awesome. the coolest entrance yeah. in the company. It's genuinely brilliant. Like, you know, it, we all we, we have fun ragging on the Guns, <clears throat> but man, they're great now. Like, I they like the Guns They're hugely improved. Yeah. Um, and this match is kind of like testament to that. And it, yeah, the finish was Dax and Cash could not get on the same page to, to hit the big mm. rig. Jay White slips in, hits the blade run. So again, it's Jay that's like the crucial linchpin of Bullet Club Gold's success. He hits the blade runner and Colton gets the win. And then there was this really great, like Dax was just so pissed off on the outside. It almost felt like he was annoyed at, he yeah. was definitely annoyed at himself, but also annoyed at the Bucks for not. And there was a point- I think he was annoyed with Cash. Yeah. He was me. like, oh man, we, it was me and Cash who let the Bucks down yeah. in this match? But Nick was also blaming himself because, like, mm. there was like because Cash was like, "Where were you?" And he was like, "I was late. I'm I'm so sorry. I was I was late to break up the pin." I really <laughs> like. I thought the four of them sold it yeah. brilliantly afterwards. I really thought the Bucks would just do the standard thing and concretely turn on FTR at the end of this. This is far more interesting. Yeah, I really really liked it. I thought it was such a great match. Overall, I think I gave the pay-per-view 98%. If I'm honest, it's because I have uh, accidentally inflated my scoring system for the pay-per-views. I'm like, A-level results in the pandemic. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have set certain pay-per-views because I had such a fun time in the moments after watching them way too high, so I might need to do a recalibration. That's right, just don't tell anyone. Just, yeah. like, just bump a few of them down. No one will notice. Yeah, because WrestleMania Night One That's and awesome. and All In are genuine hundred percenters for me. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe Extreme Rules twenty twenty two, which we all told you at the time was not as high as you scored it. Isn't, not a good show. Isn't that ninety two for. <laughs> but I I thought this was a. I don't think this is not show of the year. 
um, for me. I think there have been better shows uh, this year. Um, I kind of had more fun <laughs> at All In, in a, in a way. Yeah. Well, we were there. We were there. Even though I think the in-ring quality was probably was better on this card, I think I just I enjoyed All In more. Just from you know, not just the spectacle side of things or being there. I just thought like I just enjoyed the show more. Yeah. Um, but this is like it's still a five out of five show mm-hmm. for me because I looked up and down that car and I'm like, man, every single match on this bar a handful over delivered. Miro and Hobbs was, oh, was awesome. Danielson Starks is awesome. Potential match of the year contender. Yeah, the eight man tag was awesome. Omega Takeshita, as I said, was my match of the night. Awesome. The main event was awesome. Like it's it was such a good show mm-hmm. and a show that AEW really needed. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Before we get on for our remaining Omega chats, let's do our shout-outs to our wonderful $25 and a month. $25 or more a month. Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Joe the Welsh Viking. Joel. $100 man, CD Horver. Sorry, Joel. Double L, Liam Leonard. Have an argy-bargy, Margie-pargy. The Matt Man, Matthew Allen. Abdominable, Michael Abbott. Superkick, Nick Mazesco. Ryan Disco Stewart. Thomas the Prize Hooker, Solar Zano. Where there's a will, there's a Will Campbell. The Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. And the Roller Coaster, Robert Acosta. <laughs> I need you to. Uh, right, let's do Life our. Oh, we've got quite coaster. a. Oh my god, we've got loads of chats. Thank you very much. Let's crack on with these. Kevin says, "I know it was an emergency call, but seeing Brian perform in this strap match makes me sad. Thinking he wasn't at all in. I know, I felt that as well. Haven't watched the main event yet, but this show is amazing. This doesn't and shouldn't take away the bad build and drama before it. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, I, we said this with uh, uh, Bel Air Banks at Mania." That, is, that match is one of the greatest WrestleMania main yeah. events of all time, undeniably. The build absolutely <laughs> stunk to high heaven going into it. This was probably one of AEW's better shows they've done this year. The build, for a lot of it, was nay good. Hannah Allen. Okay, so sorry I was so hard on Voldemort, Ollie. Early on, he reminded me of men in my life and it caused the reaction that it did. I'm a massive fan of WrestleTalk. It's been hard not agreeing on this. Also, I get difference of opinion and I love you all for it. Lots of love. Oh, there's no, there's no ill will. Yeah. Also, Hannah, that's not how it works. Just different, yeah. Come yeah, on. no, 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 you've got to be furious with me for having a different opinion. No, Hannah, you need to double down on your opinion and tell Ollie that he's wrong. And then I double down on mine, and we, you know, that's how it works. We're, we've all agreed upon this. Uh, ben Vlerick, I don't want to, I don't want no five star 30 minute classics. Get the hell out of here with work rate. Don't want no bread, no water, just meat. <laughs> big meaty men slapping meat. Vince McMahon loves big sweaty men, and so do we. Meat forever, baby. It's times like that where you're like, maybe Vince was right all along. That it is just big lads are actually the secret source of wrestling. And then you watch Justin Theory wrestle. <laughs> You realise maybe he was past it. Yeah, maybe maybe he was wrong. Adam West's Adam West's Adam West Slapdog. 
after that Hobbs Murrow match, I promote I propose the promotion be re- be renamed to All E Meat Wrestling. Very good. James Zimmerman. All Out was an all-time show. The strap match was a classic. MJF is proving why he's the best each match. And John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy was amazing. Not bad for a company that is all out of ideas, <laughs> as you said. Five out of five. AEW is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. William Rosmer. There's some hot takes in the office here, didn't you? <laughs> for what? Oh, just because of the yeah thing there. Oh, yeah, Laurie doesn't think he's a good Yeah, Laurie, promo. Just, Laurie just like, I think he's a good promo. And Whitney Whitney agreed. Ad, Ad, Ad and Whitney was just like, yeah, I think he's really overrated. Looks like I was mostly right on Thursday, says William Rosmer. Uh, Voldemort has lost the Chicago crowd unless the Bucks are in the ring. Then from where I was sitting, it sounded about 50-50. And to see him destroy his own legacy, but at least meat is back on the menu. Meat. 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 Well, it's going to be many a t-shirt hopefully because that's all they are at the end of the day William Rosmer says as well uh, speaking on Christian and fathers how long do you think until he cuts a promo <laughs> on oh no oof uh, not having been the biggest NXT watcher my first thought with Joe MJF was they're mocking Brawl in with the yeah, yeah. The I didn't get that until you said that um, Andy Sandbox Orange Cassidy just had one of the greatest championship runs of all time, and I don't think that is hyperbole. Moxley played the perfect brick wall, and I'm thinking ahead and thinking, who is the first AEW Grand Slam winner? Has to be Moxley, right? Well, he's won the world, and now this. He needs the tag belts. And the, inst- and the TNT title. Which I think is actually quite Let's easy to do. Let's just say one mid-card belt. But th- and you uh, Grand y- Slam. Yeah, then you're probably Grand Slam, yeah. I was gonna say, winning the TNT title is dead easy, though. Yeah. You've got to have a match for it. Just Wardlow needs to drop it. <laughs> No, what, yeah, Warden needs to win it back, and then you've definitely got a guaranteed chance of winning the belt. God, Moxley and Danielson winning the tag belts. Mm. Power Packers 90. It's sad that I also said this after All Out 2021, but this show felt like this was an upward swing for AEW with a morale boost and a breath of fresh air. Also, love that Miro hasn't forgotten the last time his wife was in a storyline with a big beefy dude. Very true. AC White Fang says, don't always get to watch live, but haven't missed a podcast in years. And also first time ultra chatter. Oh, well, thank you for chatting in. It felt bad watching my mum cry as Orange Cassidy lost as I introduced her to wrestling when AEW started and OC had become her favourite wrestler, Love. Oh. Oh. I, I was sad when he lost. Luke sad. Luke sad. Ty says, tremendous pay-per-view, great quality and fun. Chicago crowd was fantastic, which validates Tony's heartbreaking pre-collision chat, which he owed no one. Meet forever, cry me a river. <laughs> I, th- I keep trying to cry me a river. What? That, that's the, the, old, the old song, isn't it? The old song? The old song. N- nice, nice and vague. <laughs> the one that, that isn't Justin Timberlake. Cry me your oh, oh, just cry me your rib. But it's not that song. Uh, Raven's Entrance thing. Thank you, Orange. <laughs> Young Bucks FTR greater than CM FTR? Well, it's four of them. So. Currently, it is. Kid Cuddy says, I said it shouldn't be Box, Mox beating OC for the title. Mox is already a made man. If you're going to tell this long story about OC being a broken down fighting champion, it should be someone in the mid card taking advantage of that and leveling up. I disagree i think mox beating him putting the international title on someone with the star power of mox actually further elevates the title and cassidy and cassidy 
Andy Sandbox says, We talk a lot about the lack of production quality sometimes. Let's say something positive about the camera work. For one shot in particular, Orange Cassidy's hurt hand with Moxley in the background to the focus on camera. Perfect. A hot tag to you. Sammy says, maybe I'm alone in this, but I feel bad for Orange. I'm not even mad at Moxley taking the belt, but it always bugs me when a working champ loses the belt the first time he gets to main event, a pay-per-view or fight a main event. It makes you feel like you're not good enough. Oh, I, I feel the same way, but for different reasons. Yeah, what's your reason? Oh, no, just the ones that we've said. I, I'm sad, but not mad. Yeah. Because I was so invested in, in Cassidy. Yeah, I agree. 8-Bit Bruce says, Cassidy's title run was the best reign I've had the privilege to see from beginning to end as it was happening. He may be my favorite wrestler right now, and they made the right call after an amazing match. As for Punk, Voldemort. As for Voldemort, it's time to move on. Riga here says, Theory, 8-Man was built on Bullet Club Gold calling the Bucks losers. Bullet Club Gold pinning FTR, which the Bucks couldn't do. Kenny mm. lost too. Bucks mm. heel turn and lead the elite to be winners again, joining Bullet Club Gold, leaving Kenny to tag with Hanger again. Bullet Club Gold, Bucks and FTR, Kenny and Page tag program. <laughs> That's a lot of folk there. I don't mind it though, um, mate. Yeah, it could, could be good. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, hey, says, Dan. hello, you wonderful people. Hope you are fine. And if not, I hope you enjoyed the show at least a little bit. This was a long one. I had to skip a few matches, unfortunately. I'm currently following the main event. Keep on kicking out when life <laughs> gets you down. Kick out. Andy here says, MJF and Adam Cole are playing their tag matches as more dramatic, less wrestling, and the perfect blend, I think. I always enjoy MJF antics. Don't think they're ever old. Now, MJF versus Joe, mm. that is a match I want to see. Brett J. Russman says, I was there at all and it was so much fun. I'm glad the crowd booed down the punk chance and made the show fun. I've never had more oh. fun in a match than watching the meat division of Miro versus Hobbs. <laughs> Big meaty men slapping meat. I'm so excited for AEW. Yeah. JP says, I'm a bit behind and heard Ollie questioning if All Out was better than Mania Night 1. Hate to break it to you, but uh, this is the show of the year. Most ADW pay-per-views have been better, to be honest. They didn't have a dancing cinnamon toast crunch for a blood fuse. <laughs> Andy here said, I love the unique chance in the moment. Meet now when it was uh, Adam between Paige and Cola Revolution. Are there any others that stand out that, uh, that come to mind? Regarding the TBS match, really enjoyed Chris Statlander's uh, finishing changes depending on what night <laughs> she's doing it. Um, I other unique chance in the moment hardcore country well, apart from that obviously <laughs> there's loads there's loads of fun ones I mean um, you could probably look at uh, you know I mean, I mean some people might look at it fondly the, uh, the, the Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler Iron Man match <laughs> <laughs> go, uh, go to indie shows go to your local indie shows there'll be some fun ones there uh Andy says, the visual of Starks getting choked out in such a violent manner, another camera shot that deserves praise on this show. Mm -hmm. Brian really gave Ricky his flowers on the conference post show. So much trust in Ricky for that match Great. and it being uh, this good for him. Yeah, Brian said in the post-match that uh, Ricky carried that match. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I mean, thinking of indie shows and chants and stuff, when we did the fight at the weekend, someone was trying to, they started trying to F off back to Bullet Club. Yeah. <laughs> when Gabe lost his match, well, Gabe had his draw. And he was like, I will! Uh -huh. uh, Ash here has been a member for six months in a row. It says, awesome pay-per-view. Love you, Swap Nation. Shout out to Workhorse Wrestling Network for being fans of Yol, Church of Friendos, mm. and many, many more. Love from Malaysia oh, and love to the you. mods. Evan Reich here says, Punk returning was the ultimate monkey claw mm. wish for wrestling fans. Solid show overall, though. Assuming now that Mox is the international champion do you think we'll have him open every dynamite with a killer match like cassidy did only bloodier moxley didn't bleed in this main event no it's because cassidy did all the bleeding for them crikey 
Maybe I, I was saying it a week or two ago. Moxley versus Kingston for the international title. I, you just wanted them to pay off Kingston and Claudio. So. That's why I'm annoyed that he didn't just beat Claudio in this. Yeah, maybe. This tag. Uh, Bizarro Big L said, love the show last night. Give us all the meat. <laughs> Soraya calls, tries <laughs> chips. Yeah, that was one of the signs in the crowd. She tore it up. <laughs> Uh, and Brian doing a fiend match callback was great. The only person bloody uh, bloody than him was a blood orange Cassidy. Glad he can nap now. Mm-hmm. The only thing I want now is Danhausen. He's recovering from his injury. Yeah, hopefully soon. EA said yes. I would love to see Blackpool Combat Club uh, recruit Orange Cassidy, who proved himself and he bled with them. But as they were walking up the ramp, Wheelie Utah kept looking at OC almost in awe. Perhaps he's realised that the best friends were the correct call after all. I like that. Yeah. That's really, I didn't know this. I'll go back and watch that. That's a really nice detail. Andy here says, when I think about the performers in the eight-man tag, I think it was the best performed match on the show. These guys flowed really well. Watching Mm. Cash Wheeler move is insane. The Bucks looked energized. I wonder why. And Jay was really spitting. All all of those, all of the performers in there. Well, the guns are working their way up, but everyone else in that ring is so crisp. Brett here says the reason that you heard a lot of booze during the Bucks FTR match is because there was a portion of the crowd trying to do punk chants mm. and the majority booed them down. I'm with you, Ollie. I'm a Voldemort fan, but this had to happen. I just love the eight-man tag. It was so much fun. <laughs> Farm General said this show was the freedom strike of AEW against Voldemort. I'm so mm-hmm. happy that he isn't around anymore. Plus, Lana is now all elite. Hope Miro gets a tank for their pay-per-view entrances once they let them be a unit. Jam that jam. Sorry, on the just on the note, jam that jam. Um, when I did my uh, bonus podcast on Saturday after the punk news, I um, I was having a bottle of wine. I was having a bottle of jam shed, which is six pounds from your local Sainsbury's <laughs> because Luke Owen is a cheap date. <laughs> and I didn't even realize until after it was finished because someone said like, "What are you drinking?" I said, "It's jam shed." And I was like, "Jam that jam shed." We're sponsored by wine. <laughs> and I was like, "Cheap wine." And I was like, "Ah, oh, why did I not think of that in the moment?" Uh, D manager says card was underwhelming on paper, but great mm. in practice. Just the thing I needed to get my mind off CM. Not a great couple of weeks for wrestling news, funk, Wyatt punk, but the shows have been great to get yeah. me through this. Yeah. And Gaz Gengar, who is one of our moderators said, I swear to heck, if you two bring up hardcore country again, <laughs> I'm just like Dan. No, none of that. Also, the response was the floor blames Mary Painesville. Dan, he <gasps> was one of them. I do believe oh. Dan did come to that. German Dan. And we have a new member in Tracy Misa. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. What is the final poll review? The poll is 89% thumbs up. That's high. 8% in the middle, 2% thumbs down. That is hugely positive. It was a great show. Uh, Please subscribe because we're back tomorrow. Luke and Dan with the Raw review. I don't think anything's scheduled or announced, but... Judgment Day. Oh, well, the gold. I mean, there is. It's oh, it's Gun- Gunther and Gable. Chad Gable. Which is going to oh. be awesome if yeah. they've given time. Yeah. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen, DAD. Jam that jam. Jam that jam shed. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 